0: Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay, Stay on Target.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at
0: stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This
1: week, we are reviewing the new movie, Scoob. The
0: new movie, dude. This is like the first time in months that we've seen a brand new movie.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that, well... Uh yeah, like re- like a newly released movie. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: like one that nobody else has really like we watched we started watching Scoob like the night that it came out or whatever and it was just like this is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I know. Um yeah, so we're going we're going to talk about that later. Yep.
1: Um and and do a full review. I know it's it's good to be back like reviewing uh reviewing movies again it'll be interesting Um, like
0: it'll be interesting if this happens like more like throughout the the course of like whatever is is happening it's like when when will it all you know come back because i think like they were talking like july like the uh well the christopher nolan movie tenet was going to be like for a while there was going to be like the first one back and i'm not even sure that that's like really a thing anymore i stopped paying attention to all the delays after a little while because i was just like this is just kind of depressing you know
1: well, it's gotten to the point now where, like, here, let me try to pull up this article. Uh, this is from uh, – this is not – I mean, like, this could be news, but it, we won't do it news. But, like, it's it's good to talk about it now. Yeah. The uh, uh, Variety – this is from Variety. Um, the uh, Film Academy is considering postponing the 2021 Oscars.
0: Yeah. So uh, – <laughs> Well, just think about, like, what do they have to choose from at this point? Like, they, they have, like – like, three months' worth of movies? Like, not even?
1: Well, that well, this is what's crazy. So it says it's likely to be postponed, one of the sources said. Uh, they, We talked about in one of our news segments. They changed the rules for Oscar eligibility. That's right. Um, and saying that, uh, let's see here. Under the usual rules, a film must have a seven-day theatrical release in Los Angeles County to qualify for Oscar eligibility. But for this year, films released digitally can qualify if the studio had originally planned a theatrical release. Yeah. And so like but that's the thing I like I thought that was the the reason for for changing the rules yeah. so then you could actually still have them.
0: Well, I mean that only checks out Chris if movie companies are are able or like feel like they no, that's they, true. Sh- they should release them digitally because like you look They're at like AMC like with, with AMC yelling at uh at Universal being like, "Hey, listen, we're not going to show your movies anymore if you continue to do this or like after this is all over, you, you know, put out the the movie day and date with the whatever." Anyway, th- like with that happening and movie companies being like, "Well, we're not going to do that. We're not going to, you know, make the uh the main distributor of these movies to to theaters actually are re- super upset and so like you just end up with movies that just don't come out uh until until theaters reopen so
1: i say we just let universal win all the awards because they're the only ones who streamed their movies that's
0: right that's right universal and then you know warner brothers now but you know there's, yeah. there's a slight oh, difference true. slight difference is in this the, warner the brothers release. I guess it was. It was Warner Brothers, yeah. And this was the All thing, right. like, there was, like, there was, in, within one of those statements, I don't remember if it was the AMC statement or if it was the uh, the theater uh, association uh, president's statement or something like that, There's some veiled, like, thing in there where it's like, and Threat. any other company that decides yeah. to, you know, and it's, and it was, like, almost like this, like, looking at you, Scoob, you know?
1: Here's the thing, and this is, you know, this is my kind of, like, I'm like, again, I love theaters. Yeah, we've talked about this many times. Like we love theaters. Also, you've got to like. I'm sorry, guys. Like this is like unprecedented, and like you're out there trying to be a bully, and it's not cool, right? You know, right. like well, it's just, like just uh, just be be cool, man.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's like to me, even whenever all of this, you know. Uh, whenever theaters come back and it's like we you know you can go to a theater, like you can actually physically buy the ticket. We're all gonna go to theaters. Like people are gonna come back. Yeah. I mean it's just you, you gotta make it through this this period or whatever. And like that sort of thing. You know, even if it's like even if it's like there's a there's a, a period of time where people are like, ooh, I'm not sure, I'm not comfortable with it, that sort of thing for like two months more than like whatever, you I know I mean I feel like
1: there's gonna like you know, they're gonna do they're gonna do their best. They're gonna like, you know, probably make everybody, you know, work at half capacity right. and make everybody, you know, like you know, maybe tech te- temperatures or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. know, just something. They'll do something. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's not the end of the world. Like, you know, like, I, I, I it's, it's like we're, it's like they're afraid they're not going to make any more movies and they'll never have any more movies in theaters. Yeah,
0: and I guess it kind of like, it's sort of shows how concerned they are about digital distribution, which has been like eating their lunch for, for years, you know? Um, yeah. You know, and so they're, they're very concerned that that will be just the, the final like nail in the coffin for... Their undoing. Yeah, it's like where it's like our entire business is wrapped around, f- you know, physical locations and yeah. this exclusivity window. And if that goes away, like if all of the movie companies, if all the movie distributors like go decide like, hey, let's... Just put it on digital, and then yeah. it's like that's just it's over for for that entire business um, yeah. for AMC and and for you know the uh, the theater association um, in general. So I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's but just, it's not.
1: That's the thing. You're right. I mean, it's like it's not. You know, just let let it happen. Yeah, and there will be more movies whenever we come back. Right. These aren't well, the only movies that are ever going to be made. Right,
0: and there are certain movies like certain huge blockbusters that like. It's like with Universal in particular. So there was you're telling me that the Fast and the Furious franchise, which makes so much money in theaters before it then comes to uh, digital platforms and makes so much money there. Like they're not going to give up on that in order to have like a a day and date uh, premium video. Like they they can get more people into theaters at twenty dollars per person then you know, then, then they would be able to make that much money via uh, premium video on demand or whatever. So, well,
1: let's just sit here because I feel like this is a good discussion for a second. But like, <laughs> yeah. just let's just look at the the movies that, um, and, and I don't even know. Like, I'm gonna look at. I'm trying to like look at my Xbox right now. But like the because I'm pretty sure some of these had limited releases. But let's just like pretend they didn't. Yeah. Let's just look at the movies that have come to streaming on demand with bypassing theaters. Number one, Scoob. Yeah. Uh, fa- family movie, yeah, you know, um, totally makes sense yeah. to be, like, a streaming-only movie, except for the fact that, like, I'd have to look up the the budget on this thing, but it's, like, star-studded star power behind yep. this, so I'm sure it costs more than a traditional, sure. uh, like, regular um, Scooby-Doo movie, right. you know? Um, and then you've got Trolls World Tour mm-hmm. also, though, like, you know, like, probably a medium-sized budget right. as well, right? you know, we've got stars behind that. Um, again, family movie. Right. Uh, you look at uh, the Invisible Man, which I think still was in theaters for a hot second. It
0: was. It was just for a little while, like for maybe like a week. You know.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Invisible Man. Number one. Um, this is you know backstory. You remember? We all remember uh, the Mummy and the Dark Universe, yep. which I actually really, I watched it recently, and I wish they had continued the Dark Universe, but right. they spent. You know, three hundred and sixty million dollars on that thing, and it made seventy the, in the course of its like run or something ridiculous. But Chris, so.
0: I've played the demastered <laughs> video game version of that, and you know, it's it was great. I too. forgot where
1: where did you play that again? It's I gotta on, play it. It's on Switch. It. Like it's a uh, okay. it's a
0: Way Forward game, which is the can you share the, that with me? Like, is there a way for you to just send it to me? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Not no, not not, not, not the, the game, game but, but I mean, like the yeah, link like, to the, the game. Yeah, the link to the game. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah. I'll send it to you. It's it again. It's the same developer that does like the Shantae games. It's Way Forward, and so like I love that developer
1: yeah um okay but but okay so the invisible man though they've like they went the complete opposite direction yeah. where they're like hey we're gonna do the smallest budget ever so it had like a, a 17 million dollar budget or something like that right um again like kind of geared toward a date night kind of movie right um y- you look at all these movies you know and like It's not like they're throwing the Fast and the Furious in here, right? You don't see the next Bond releasing on streaming. You don't see uh, because I think that like there's probably this middle ground where if you released, for instance, Bond on streaming uh, on streaming, you'd probably lose more money than if you actually put it in theaters. They're probably like, I'm sure these the movie companies are doing the math, right, and saying, hey, like there are only certain types of movies that will work here, right, and it's not going to be the ones that the theaters are worried about in the first place right well trolls mean, you know? like in
0: general like i know that the trolls did super well and it still continues to do super well like in in the video on premium video on demand right but like at the same time like there was this this discussion uh, a few weeks ago that i saw like where some of the stars had like were in negotiations with universal to make sure that they got their bonuses uh, via the sales of the video on demand stuff. Cause they like their contracts were under the stipulation that they would get um, bonuses based on how well it did in on theaters. Box office. Yeah. And so, so what like, was the
1: end of that? What, what was that? Or do we know? Do we know? Did they decide? Did anything happen? With I don't that? Do we know.
0: know? I, I haven't like followed up. Like that was a couple of weeks ago that I saw that. But like, it, and so like, it remains to be seen. Like you know, how much profit the the trolls will do um, worldwide, just because of like, okay, well, if it's if you're paying you know, this less, like originally they were thinking they were paying fewer expenses to put this onto video on demand. So it's like making a higher percentage of that $20 rental fee than it does on a $20 uh, ticket fee at a, at a theater. And so like, for every two theater tickets, basically, you would if you did one rental for every two theater theater tickets, it's like oh, you're making money. Um, you know, you're making back all the same amount of money. You're breaking even, everything. So, but with some of the additional things like oh, well, you guys still got to consider the bonuses and all this stuff. I don't know if they've entered like the profitability range of that movie where it's like oh, we've recouped all of the cost of making this movie. So, who you know, we'll see what it what it ends up at like at, at the end yeah. of the day. And you know, potentially if they do maybe even do like a delayed theatrical run. Like you think about so many movies that are, are popular, especially kids movies will enter theaters like multiple times. Like here's a, uh, a sing along edition, like with, with, you know, certain, certain movies. And so trolls, like they sing a lot in that movie. Like that seems like a good, uh, a good candidate for like a sing along edition. You go to the theater with, you know, the kids and like, they, they get to sing along to all these, you know, classic rock songs that the trolls sing. And there you go. You have like you get to get to double dip a little bit. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I I just don't see like I'm just not I'm not not uh, I am more on the side of like hey, just innovate better yeah. and do something new, yeah. figure out a different way to do business than man, we need to do everything we can to like hold on to the past. Yeah. Not saying the past was bad. No. It's just like things change, right. and that's just the way the world works.
0: Well, and then, like, so many of the movies that that come out every year, like, there are certain movies that make the largest portion of a theater's income. Like, you're telling me that, like, The Invisible Man was gonna, like, make a ton of money for for a, right. a theater chain? Probably not, but, like, you, you're telling me, like, the next Christopher Nolan would. I'm like, yeah, absolutely the next Christopher Nolan. Well, that's Nolan what I'm saying, going to but,
1: they're, but they're never gonna release the next Christopher Nolan exactly. film on streaming because they know they'll make it'll be like a bigger splash and be better in theaters, right. you know? So right. I don't know. I don't know.
0: We'll see, we'll see like if it, if it pans out, like where, where some more things come to like the, the video on demand thing. Cause I would be down for that. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not totally. gonna lie. I liked popping the popcorn, sitting down and watching Scoob, being able to pause the thing, being able to, you know, it's like I can totally, we can suspend this here and like bring it back in the other room. Like it's, this is all great. These are all good but to things. Your, but to your
1: point though, also, you know, like, uh, You know, using Tynet as an example, I don't want that experience with Tynet. I want to be able to go to the movie theater and just like sit there and concentrate on the movie without any distractions in a dark place with great sound, big old screen, a big old screen. Yeah, dude. Like, so I don't know. I just don't think that the theaters need to be as scared as they are. I know that they feel like they're losing money. Yeah. Um, but like right now they're losing money either way. Mm -hmm. You know, like. They're, they're just not open, and so
0: I do think that a lot of the delays, like of, for movie companies, where they're like, "Hey, let's delay this," the, you know, this release date, is not necessarily even just because they uh, are worried that if they put it out for video on demand, that it, they would lose money, or that you know the, uh, the AMC or whatever would get mad at them. Uh, the, the theater association—I can't remember what the acronym for the theater association is—but the theaters would get mad at them. The uh, I think that part of it is that. Due to the nature of why everything is suspended, they can't film new movies. And so if they went ahead and released all of these things to video on demand that they had in in the chamber, like in the queue, then there's still going to be a massive gap of no movies while they do the uh, the filming of whatever comes next after this. Whereas yeah. as it stands now, it's like whenever things come back, it's like, okay, well, they can... Go ahead and and release the movies that they had in the queue while they're filming the next. So like once it comes back, like there's not going to be any more of a gap. It's just going to be it's it's uh, you know so it's like well if we can just delay like p- when we're going to put these things out to video on demand, like we can cannot have a steadier stream of of ongoing movies from then on out.
1: Yeah, this is the thing I've actually been thinking about that, and I don't know that we would, like so like go with you here for a second. Yeah, I feel like uh, what we're more likely to see instead of a gap of no movies, is we're more likely to see um, a span of time where a lot of low-budget, low-lift production movies are released, you know, more like, you know, let's talk about, you know, like um, uh, Invisible Man again, you know, like they, Universal, you know, overcorrected and like went with a $17 million budget and I think it was filmed over the course of like, you know, a month and a half or something like that, you know, mainly in one house. So it's just like, uh i think we're more likely to see more of those kinds of movies right. for a short span rather than no you know, it's like hey let's That's at least point. get some some uh some money in here right. and greenlight some quick productions yeah. so we can ramp back up give everybody, everybody their jobs back right, kind of thing right
0: well and then, and and that is a sound financial investment if you look at things like uh like Blumhouse like the, that that Production company like uh, they do like paranormal activity. They They did Invisible Man. Yeah, it's like and so like you do you do movies that are at that scale where they're like okay this is a lower lower cost but if it does well it can fund. 14 more movies or whatever, you know. So it's a uh yeah. it's a it's a very, you know, it's proven to be a fairly sound investment. Um totally. whereas things like you think about like we've talked about before Disney, they take gigantic bets that usually pay off, you know, as far as their movies go. They yeah. do they do Avengers movies or they do you know big, gigantic Star Wars movies, and you know, they usually pay off for them. And if they don't pay off for them, they don't do it. You know, they don't do it again. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I, I think you're you're probably right that it's like if you look at the scale of of these things or even if you look at what they've announced from disney where it's like it's a lot of the streaming stuff it's a lot of their 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 disney plus stuff um where they're talking about television shows or they're talking about uh doing you know various mini-series and things for disney plus and so like those are a little bit lower uh lower budget lower lower cost things and they have now a distribution platform that will allow for that so yeah
1: yeah totally cool all right, well, we're 18 minutes into this thing, but uh, let's do a quick, uh, you know, what have you been up to recently? Uh, that was a good discussion.
0: I have been playing a lot of Game Pass games, Chris. Nice. And I'm gonna I'm gonna not talk about all of them right now, but like I uh, there's a, a listener of the podcast Patrick like w- was asking me like, hey, oh, man, I just like did the dollar for the free month of Game Pass or uh, not free oh, yeah. for the dollar month of Game Pass, the introductory month. Um, what's on there? Like, what should I play? And so like I suggested some things that I played before, and I got to looking at the uh, at the the Game Pass list, and I was like, man, there's some like new games on here that I was considering buying on, like, Switch, but why don't I just play them here because I have a Game Pass subscription. So I, like, downloaded, uh, like, the one that I finished this week, it was uh, Creature in the Well which is a, uh, a cool kind of uh, isometric view game where you're this little robot that is uh, is is going into a mountain that houses a machine and you're trying to repair the machine and there's a creature that is in there and it's trying to stop you a gigantic creature and so you're trying to save this town because there's a big dust storm and the machine is supposed to like end the dust storm like repel all of the the storm somehow and so you're turning back on all these weather systems the main mechanic of it is you have a sword and there's a bunch of energy balls around so it feels kind of like pinball or like uh like breakout almost uh if you're like an old arcade fan um but where you where you smack these balls around with your sword these energy balls and break a bunch of uh of of blocks or break a bunch of uh of bumpers and fill up meters and that sort of thing in order to open doors and could power these various devices within the machine. And so it's a, it was a very fun game. It was a, it was a r- fairly relaxing, like fairly chill, uh, game to play, um, with, with low stress as far as enemies go. Like there's some enemies and there's some things that are out to like take you down. Um, but it, you know, there's uh it's, it was a really relaxing game to play just in general, like late night, that sort of thing.
1: Nice. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I need to check out more Game Pass games. Yeah. Um, because so like I always forget that that's an option because I have such a backlog of other games. That's the problem. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh yeah I've been playing a I've been playing more of um Streets of Rage four which is on Game Pass. Yes. And dude, I highly recommend this game. Um, like I'm not a, a pro by any means. Um, but I love like they give you options if you like try a level and you're like uh, yeah I'm just getting. You know, beat. Uh, You can uh, basically take a hit to your score at the end of the level and get more lives and more specials and that kind of thing. So it makes it feel really accessible. Um, cause I still like, I didn't, I don't back the difficulty down to like easy cause I want the, the fights to still feel substantial. Mm-hmm. I just want more like basically stamina to get through it. And that's basically what that provides. Right. Well, especially um, if you're
0: doing it solo. Cause if you're doing it uh two person, I had an opportunity, I played uh, a level two player, um, this week with somebody. And so like, uh, with actually a listener, Patrick and, uh, and it was a blast. Like, and it was much easier whenever you have like double the DPS that you can do damage that you can do. Wait, um,
1: you you can play over the internet. Yeah.
0: You can play over the internet um and what? It, yeah you can continue on like via like whatever uh, level you're on if you're like having a hard time you can actually like get out of it and then like Put it as an online game and have people well, come in and help you we with that. Why have been one doing level. this? Well, I'm down with it, man. Just tell me when you're all on. Right. I'm good.
1: I'm, all right. I mean, well, this is the thing. So I'm on the what I think is possibly the last level. Oh yeah. Of the, like I'm playing through my first playthrough with Axel. I played. I played. Uh, I've I've tried all the characters and I was like, okay. I'm just gonna. I'm uh, I'm I'm planning on playing through with all of them yes. at some point. So I just started with. Uh, uh, Axel, the basically the main dude, right? Uh, the first, the first one, and so like I was like, okay, I'm just gonna start with this, and um, yeah, I think I'm on the last level with like where you're fighting the twins. Yes. Uh, okay. I think I think that have you beat it? Is that I have the last level? I have level? not
0: beaten it, um, but I, that okay. is like that seems to be from the setup from the get go. That seems to be where you were going, <laughs> you know, unless there's uh, some yeah, massive I'll, twist.
1: Well, and like there's no other things on like the map. Yes. You know, okay. That looks like it we're going somewhere else. Right. So. Right. I think that's what we're doing anyway. Right. Um yeah, let's uh th- so that's that's what I've been playing, that's what I've been mainly up to. Cool. is working my way through that Dude, the soundtrack to this thing. Oh, it's so good. Uh so good. It's like the this like I don't know like there's um for the listeners if you like bit tune or not bit tune bit uh yeah, chip chip tune. Chip chip tune music. It's like what in the world bit tune music. <laughs> yeah, chip tune music. Uh this is like 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 very complicated elaborate chiptune music. Yeah, it's stuff that we we're, we're like well there
0: there there was no retro console that would be able to like if if you try to put no. that through any of the retro consoles they'd start smoking, you know? <laughs> but right.
1: uh although dude, did you know that um limited run games did a Genesis cartridge for this? What? Okay, game. well
0: maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like it is a- possible to do uh to I don't know.
1: That. Anyway, like I mean I was bummed it sold out. I was like crap, man. Yeah. I would have loved that although I don't have a Genesis to play it in, so it's probably for the best. Right.
0: I am interested that makes me like super interested to like do a side-by-side of the music specifically because like the way that the consoles work like the the soundboard like the chipset in them um, is unique to each one like so if you yeah you could basically if you heard the same game on like an snes and a, uh, a genesis or whatever like they would sound different because each of them was capable of different sounds right um, right so that's interesting like i i would be interested to hear this like side by side with that genesis cartridge that would be awesome
1: yeah yeah um So, yeah, that's what I went up to. Question for you.
0: Your score. Like, the reason that you – like, it doesn't Uh, necessarily matter to decrease the amount of score you do, really, except for don't you get to upgrade things later on? Like, if you get enough score, can you upgrade something? Like, I haven't ever achieved enough score, like a lifetime score, to, like, upgrade anything along the way. Um, so I'm a
1: lifetime score yeah i think it's your lifetime like, score
0: like it banks all of it and tells you what your lifetime score is and yeah. uh, and eventually like there's like there's a, a couple of like three different marks on that lifetime score and it, and i'm i'm thinking that once you reach those times like, you can cash in that score to get certain things i'm just not sure if that's like like what that does exactly or if you know i i just haven't reached that point but it looks like you I, can use it to upgrade somehow
1: i don't think so okay. like i mean it maybe I don't see any indication of that and nothing I've read about this game indicates that. Makes sense. Okay. I do know there there are achievements at each of those Ah, points.
0: that's what it is. That's what so, it is. So
1: like I could see like that's what they're indicating on that bar. Like, hey, this is you know, try to try to hit these, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think you will even 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 with me like using the like basically well, if you use all the the helpers it like divides your score by 10 you know like something crazy where okay you're basically not getting any points right even at that i'm i'm almost through my first playthrough and i'm probably halfway to the first mark yeah yeah okay so like if i if i play through with you know all the characters, I feel like I'll hit the top mark. Yeah, anyway. you'll make it
0: there. Especially like, yeah. if we do a two-player, then you get to keep all the score. You know, I guess you got to have the totally. score because like there's well, two like, people the, on the board. But you know,
1: I was about to say well, do the. Oh, do you share the score? I don't Does know. That's, I half? don't
0: think you do. I think you might. I think it might uh, bank per person. So.
1: Does it um, do, do the enemies increase?
0: No, it doesn't seem like they do. Like, whenever I was playing, That's it didn't awesome. seem like they do. Like, basically, it was just like it gets chaotic. Like, you can hit each other as well, and like your health goes down a little bit, but it's the same yeah. as like using a super. So, like, if I punch you, it takes down some of your health, but if you punch an enemy right after that, it will uh, bring it back. And so, ah, you just gotta, cool. you know, you gotta be aware of like each, where each character is. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, if whenever it gets super chaotic, you might do a super and like suck in your partner or whatever. But that's totally fine. Dude,
1: you're you're blowing my mind. I'm. Uh, I just want to play this uh, online now. Dude,
0: I uh, <laughs> it was it was very fun. I uh, I had a, we had a great time.
1: <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, we have uh, before we get to Scoob. Yeah. Later, we're talking about Scoob. But first, we have some news. The news. The news!
0: I feel like your voice sometimes just gets real spooky. Like it's like, (laughs) you're like, (laughs) I mean, that's, that might be true. I also lean away (laughs) from the mic slightly. Like, so I'm not just like right up in there, you know, and, uh, and have to like turn it down after the fact or whatever.
1: Yeah. So it could that just uh, it could be sorry, that too. Like it gets it more reverby
0: as well. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I uh, you're probably having to turn mine down every single time because I don't do. No, that.
0: no. That's it's it's totally fine. I uh, I I anticipate that that's that's just part of the charm, Chris.
1: That's part of the charm. <laughs> <laughs> every single week, you're like, dang
0: it, Chris didn't pull away from his mic again. <laughs>
1: oh man. Um. All right. So real quick, the news. Um. We have a big one, John. Yeah. So um. If anyone can remember back to our review of Justice League. Uh, I don't remember what we rated it. We actually I think we but, I think
0: we were fairly forgiving
1: of Justice League. Oh my gosh. How, I'm, dude, how I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. Sometimes I look at our review scores and I'm just like I want to throw up. <laughs> like <laughs> so this is the thing. Like let me just you know it was such a bad movie and um like Dee n still has not seen it because I can't bear A to subject her to that. Yeah. B. I have no desire to ever watch that again. Yeah.
0: Like, so th- Chris, here's some things about it. Like, I I think we went into that movie thinking it was going to be the worst, and it kind of the was. The worst. Like, I, okay, so I guess the was worst. It was, than was we probably. The, it was gonna it was, be. Yeah, it was probably the worst superhero movie. But it wasn't the worst movie that I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, yeah. and I'm with you where like thinking of it now and like, as, as it, 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 doesn't age well, you know, it wasn't great at the time, like it wasn't good at the time, but it doesn't age well either. And, uh, and so as I think about it now, just the plots and like the CG and the, I don't know, there, there are things that I really like about it. Like the, the banter between each of the, uh, each of the characters was fun during that final fight. But like outside of that, like it was just, final it was fight. Not fun. Yeah, but. You know, um, uh, so any, yeah. Anyway, like,
1: anyway. Uh, since then, um, there have been there have been calls because Zack Snyder exited that movie, um, because of like uh family problem, like his his daughter committed suicide, and so he left understandably to grieve and to be with his family during that time. And yeah. Joss Whedon was brought in to finish that movie, right? Uh, which I mean, and that's and that if I was gonna sum up that movie, um. Like in, in one phrase, it's, it looks like two different people directed this movie, which they did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. It looks like that happened. Well,
0: yeah. And, the, and it and to, very tonally. It feels like it. Very totally, tonally. Yeah. It had two different vibes. And it's like. like and real
1: it, dark stuff and then real funny stuff. You know, right. Like what's happening?
0: It definitely felt like a, a movie that was started by Zack Snyder and then finished by Joss Whedon. And. Yeah. Yeah. And it. Yeah. Joss Whedon even like didn't like want his name on the credits either. No,
1: like, and he, just, it's not there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not there. It's, and, it just and, says and,
1: entirely. It says directed by, which I'd feel even worse. Yeah. As Zack Snyder <laughs> yeah. to have my name on it.
0: Well, I mean, and then then like he like the the idea, and I I like respect it completely. Of like of uh, Joss Whedon was like this this isn't my movie. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah. this is not this is not the movie I would have made, <laughs> well, and it's not even so, close. You know.
1: We keep teasing this out. I'm going to get to the headline. (laughs) The headline is the Zack Snyder cut is coming to HBO Max in 2021 um, as, you know, possibly a four-hour movie or maybe uh, six TV-style chapters. Apparently, they haven't decided yet. So, like, the article I'll point people to is um, uh, an article on Hollywood Reporter. Um, The title is simply – wait, hang on. I just can't – it's, like, up in the bar. Uh, Justice League Snyder cut plans revealed. "Quote: It will be an entirely new thing." That is the title of this. Uh, um, but that's Zack Snyder's quote. It will be an entirely new thing. Um, looking at a twenty million to thirty million dollar budget to finish this movie, possibly bring back in the actors to uh, do some some pickup lines, and definitely like having to like finish all the previs stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically, long story short, I won't read this whole article, but I would like say tell people to go check it out. It's really interesting. Um, basically. You know the the hashtag um, released the Snyder Cut became like the the biggest trending movie hashtag um, in the world, and uh, right before basically uh, coronavirus hit, um, the uh, the head of I think it's Warner um, came in and uh, you know talked to Zack Snyder he was like, "Hey, do you would you want to? want the people want this. Would you want to even do this?" Yeah. And, and Snyder basically had a, uh, you know, whenever he left the project, he said he had a hard, he, all he took with him, he, t- he had a hard drive that had his first four hour cut that he had sent the studio with, with like previs stuff and some storyboards and like, you know, it just wasn't finished at all, um, in there. And that's, you know, at the point at which he left and, uh. That's uh that's what they're gonna try to that's what he's shown to people. Yeah. That's what like Jason Momoa has seen and tweeted about yep. and Gal Gadot has seen and tweeted about. And um apparently in this stream where uh Snyder um revealed that they're doing this, uh Henry Cavill was on stream with him. Yeah. He was like doing commentary for uh for Man of Steel, I think. Right. And he came
0: at the end basically. I think uh, they were doing like a watch through uh, commentary, which is something that people have been doing that is really cool, um, where they'll have somebody who's involved in a movie and then they'll basically say, three, two, one, we're all starting the movie, and then three, two, one, they all start the movie, and then the director, like, just, or whoever is there um, from the movie, like, talks about the various things as it goes down, um, and, uh, and that was, it was one of those, but Henry Cavill came in at the end of the movie uh, to, to, to join him, and that's whenever they announced this, so.
1: So the interesting part of what, um, one of the quotes in this article, Zack Snyder said, uh, you, meaning the audience, probably saw one-fourth of what I, of what I shot. Yeah. The rest of it was basically Whedon's version. yeah. And so, like, that's exciting. Like, I mean, this is the thing. I, I kind of look at, you know, that I mean, Justice League was kind of the nail in the coffin to the uh, the the DC Cinematic Universe. Sure. Um, maybe unfairly, maybe not, I don't know. Like, I do think they, like, try to speed things up and do things a little too fast. Yeah. But, like, if you look at the kind of the span, it was kind of, if you look at just Snyder's movies, starting with Man of Steel... Then Batman versus Superman and then Justice League. Um, like, it should have been a better uh, final installment in that tr- trilogy of movies. Sure. Um, yeah. And I feel like this is possibly like, okay, let's see what the actual, like, we obviously didn't like the version that we got. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you liked
0: it. No, I, mean, I don't know. That, d- I mean, I liked it a little bit better than you, I think, but like, it, it's, it, I'm with you or I probably, I wouldn't watch it again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm willing to, I, I really want to see like, okay, what was the original, yeah. what was the original vision for this? Especially the fact that it has all the actors pumped about it. Yeah. Like even Ben Affleck, like yeah. who, like, you know, for the most part, people were like pretty down on his portrayal of a Batman. But at one point, dude, he was so pumped. He was going to direct and write and star in a Batman movie based on this version of Batman. Yeah. And so like, I just want to see the. I wanna see the version, the vision that Snyder had in his head and uh you know it's almost like how bad can it be? Can it be worse? I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like it I feel like it could. <laughs> but I also feel like they know like so here's the thing. Because it's not something that exists, because like, okay people have been talking about release the Snyder cut, release the Snyder cut. And then like, even like Jason Moe being like, Hey, I've seen it. Um, a little misleading. Cause like, it just seemed like there was like this finished alternate cut of a movie out there just laying on the floor. And then, and then Warner brothers had, uh, basically swapped things out or, or had somebody reshoot a bunch of it. Um, that's what it felt like for the longest time. But like the, what this tells me is that there was never like a finished, alternate cut of this movie it's that this was like oh no, the, the ideas uh of the of what it could be and it would just be implemented differently so i mean even uh because it's that and I, I don't I know agree I, with I, you.
1: did you did you think that that's what it was i never thought that's what it See, was i never thought there was a finished version somewhere
0: it, it seemed like because like jason moe was like i hope that they you know do it but i never anticipated that they would like go back and f- Like essentially do do new dialogue or do additional uh, scoring or like any like I just thought like hey this is like uh, there's something out there that is. Unfinished previs, kind of uh, of stuff that, but like this is talking about storyboards and stuff. So like literally, there is so much in this that hasn't been even done yet. And so that's the part of it where I'm like, okay, I have more hope for this thing because they can like the movie that he's going to make today, based on even his thoughts from back you know years ago, is not going to be exactly the same. Knowing what he knows now, knowing what the actors know now, knowing what everybody knows now, is not going to be the same as it would have been back original and you're you're basically you you have a second chance at this movie and because you have a second chance at this movie like you said like I have hope that it 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 shouldn't be worse than the the original one was, because um, yeah, the original I mean, that, one was just so I, twisted. So
1: I just go back to like I mean, just his his thing where he's like, you saw you know one one fourth of I mean, if only a quarter of the movie was the stuff that he did, mm-hmm. and the rest was just kind of pulled together. Yeah. After the fact, I mean, because at at the time there was a lot of like backlash against. You know the vision that you know Snyder and uh, I can't remember his name. The guy we used to just like David you know, Goyer, uh, who everything. wasn't. David I, Goyer. I don't think
0: David Goyer was involved in this movie. He was involved in the Batman versus Superman, but not not this one. Uh, I don't know. Look I it he was involved we'll in like
1: the the entire like DC universe. Like, so let's look. Uh, he definitely had. He definitely outlined the whole entire like uh, DC universe with. Snyder, yeah. Even if he didn't have anything to do necessarily with the script of this movie, right right, like, right, right, He still like outlined the whole thing with him. But there was a whole lot of backlash at the time about that, and um, and it makes sense how like you know I don't know Warner especially. It seems like just gets like real cold feet anytime there's criticism, and so they'll just like pivot at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. And so like it seems like they just pivoted with uh um joss whedon and was like hey listen we like this about this movie we don't like this uh finish it yeah. and has we did not even done anything since then i don't even know not, good, nothing like a bl- big blockbuster that's a good
0: question um it doesn't look he like was real. Goyer wasn't a writer on the movie, uh, but you're probably I mean you're you're definitely right that like whenever they were detailing the uh the universe or whatever, um it like he was he was there along alongside uh Snyder back in Batman versus Superman, which they talked about like that they were building up to a big team up movie. So
1: yeah. So I'm looking at as as a director, he has not done it, uh yeah, he hasn't done anything since then. Like I, honestly dude, uh it seemed like um, working with Marvel and then, and then with uh, Warner Brothers and DC, like it just destroyed him. Like, I mean, which sucks. I you mean, know?
0: and he's talked about how like how hard it was to do uh, something with. Um with Marvel before Uh, he's been very candid about how, how difficult that was of, of a process and how taxing it was. And even like, so we mentioned like uh, Ben Affleck, um, the fact that he was super excited to do a Batman movie at one time. Um, It like recently he, somebody, I can't remember if it was him or like one of somebody that he had talked to said that the reason that he didn't want to do the Batman movie anymore, like he, he started like questioning whether his liver could take it. Um, like, like, because, like, he apparently, like, like, was was drinking heavily, like, during a lot of the things of of that he was dealing with with the DC stuff, because it was like so intense and stressful. Um, and so like that, you know, just just the idea of like these massive movies that you have this these uh, this fan base that is is constantly looking for certain things, and you're never gonna make everybody happy and all this stuff. So I don't know. I, I think yeah, you're right. Like those these big kind of franchise things are very. I don't know. It's, it's stressful, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Anyway, I'm excited. Like, I, I love I, I love director's cuts of movies. I love, you know, like, um seeing different iterations of movies. You know, I even like, you know, the different iterations of, I've talked before, of, of like, of Blade Runner. Like, it would be nice, you know, I like, I like there to be a definitive version. Yeah, this but is I'm not one opp- you should I'm, watch. I'm not opposed to directors going back and redoing it, unless you're George Lucas and you're making another change to freaking Star Wars. McClunky, man. Um uh, McClunky. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that makes that okay is that George Lucas did it. Yep. Like, that's good night, dude. Anyway. I, I uh, love that he did
0: it, man. It's it's just so funny oh, to me. That he, like, specifically it's, wanted to make that specific just change that doesn't, like, no one else, no one else
1: cares about that change. I don't love <laughs> that he did it. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't love that he did it. It's like, it's his thing, though, so he can do it. Yeah. Um, is. I think it's stupid as all get out. Uh, and makes zero sense. Yeah. So well, you know, there's, so there's that. It
0: makes. I guarantee you that it makes enough sense, and you know, to him that if he explained it, it would be like, oh, okay, I, I understand why you wanted to make that change. But at the same time, it's like because it's not explained, and no one like really like other than him would notice or care or like whatever. It's it, I, anyway. I find it hilarious and 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 uh, and and charming, if you will.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway. Uh, I'm
1: pumped about the Snyder Cut. We'll see in 2021 what uh, what the original vision was. It'd
0: be fascinating that it's on HBO Max, right? So the streaming.
1: Yeah, like I think. I mean, honestly, I think it's just because. I mean, uh, I think I don't know if I we reported on it or maybe I just sent a link or at some point. So like um, the next uh, Scorsese movie uh might be on Netflix again because they're the only um production house right now willing to fund a super super expensive movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and uh because I mean those streaming services there you know, there's companies that are they're willing to invest a ton of mo- of money into them mm-hmm. right now yeah. without necessarily a like direct ROI that they know they're going to get versus mm-hmm. Uh, a production company looking to release something in theaters and so yeah if i was gonna if i was warner shopping around like hey you're gonna spend 20 to 30 million dollars on a new version of an already released terrible movie Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i mean the first place i'd go is streaming yeah i mean (laughs) they have the money
0: about like the way that 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 business model can function is that you have a lot of small things. And then if you have a one big tent pole thing, like to drag, to get people into the subscription, um, that's enough to, to get people in the door. And then if you have enough smaller budget things to keep them there, like that feels like a good, a relatively good business model where it's like with Netflix, it's like, okay, stranger things gets you in the door because that's huge or whatever. And then, but you stick around with all of these kind of smaller, uh, type of, of lower budget, uh, things that are on there. Um, and so like this would be like, Hey, this gigantic uh, superhero movie is going to get you in the door for HBO Max, but then hopefully a lot of the backlog of their of the old Warner Brothers stuff, as well as some of the uh, whatever a new original program they're going to do for that, um, will keep you there. So I think also think about. Um, Scorsese being on like Netflix, like that was a huge deal. Like that first movie that like they they did on on Netflix, like that that got Netflix guaranteed. That got Netflix a lot of subscriptions, and because uh, like there was people like being like, oh man, I gotta, guess I gotta watch this movie. Um, and so I guarantee that that drove a lot of uh, a lot of traffic to their to their site. So it's like I the return that you see from those types of things will. Uh, make the investment worth it where it's like it may not necessarily be worth it to put it out into theaters because if nobody goes to the theater to see a three or four hour movie then you know but somebody could stream it and watch it and be be fine or even just come in the door you've already paid the money to be there and even if you don't finish the movie eh, there's a lot of other stuff that's there so people are happier about that I don't know there's, the business model for streaming is definitely just fascinating
1: yeah that's the news <laughs> All right, John. It's time to review Scoob. Scoob. Um, we'll do a spoiler-free section, then we'll do a spoiler section. Um, the uh, the spoiler-free version here will be pretty short. I assume. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. That is for me. the uh, The thing I, I, I want to say about this movie is, dude, it looks amazing. Yeah. Um. And uh, yes, the. And I think the voice acting is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I w- am a little, like, um, with the voice acting, in spe- like, specifically, uh, I understand that um, stars do bring people into a movie mm-hmm. a lot of times. Although, I do think I missed the original voices for basically all the characters except for Scooby. Um he had that was the scooby's most recent voice actor Mm -hmm. um but like you know shaggy and the rest of them um yeah uh they all have like it it was it's close enough kind of but like i'm just like uh it's still not close enough to feel like the real versions yeah yeah it still sounds like it's like i know i'm listening to mark Wahlberg or or, you know or somebody like i know i'm listening to um to uh to an actor that i recognize and that kind of throws me off a little bit whenever i'm watching this movie
0: yeah a little bit and that you know some animated movies will tends to 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 do one of two things there is like either they embrace the fact that like this is gonna sound like a famous actor that you know and then you have like well this is jb this is justin timberlake in trolls right yeah Where you're like this is there's they're not trying to do any you know anna kendrick is that is that troll and like that's like that's who it is. Whereas like if yeah. you look at you know, sometimes you know you have star power within um like a Pixar movie or something like that, where it's like, oh, but it's basically unrecognizable that it's that actor. And you look at it and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, like that that's that actor, you know? Um yeah. so
1: well and it's like yeah. it's different whenever it's like already established characters. Right. You know, I like and, and I think like so uh Will Forte played Shaggy, um uh Gina Rodriguez Velma, Zach Efron Fred uh Amanda Seafried Daphne, uh Daphne, sorry, and then uh so like but like specifically uh Shaggy and um and uh uh Fred, like those are the two ones that I'm like, okay, I know that that's will Forte, and I know that's Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, I just kinda can't get past the fact that that's will Forte and that's Zac Zach Ephron,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely, I mean especially like so especially
1: shaggy shaggy f- for sure
0: yeah that one stood out the most to you see zach efron stood out yeah. the most to me as as fred where i was just like man this is like this is so such a strange one to me because yeah they're so so uh so much sounded like zach efron or or so but that's the thing not like fred because it wasn't even like it sounded like zach efron necessarily it was just that it doesn't didn't no, sound, it like didn't fred sound like fred,
1: fred. yes i g- agreed <laughs> like that's that was the one that was the thing with fred yeah is like it just did not sound like fred yeah uh, and, and Will Forte didn't sound like, sounded
0: like Will Forte trying to you know make put on a trying a voice to be like shaggy. Shaggy, yeah,
1: agreed. And so like, but that he like hundred percent like all the time. I'm like, that's just Will Forte. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: So anyway, but that
1: that that, that being said, their performances were great. Yeah. They're just not like uh they that all that whole thing. Yes. um uh As far as like, it was a very fun movie. I'm not like I would watch it again. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna, you know, we'll get into it in the spoiler section. Like, I don't know that the plot makes a ton of sense, um, especially yeah. for it being a Scooby-Doo movie. Yes. Um. And uh, and so like, I was kind of, di- I was not kind of, I was disappointed in the, um, in the story that was told. Yes. And I had so, to shift um, my
0: expectations about halfway oh, yeah. through yep um, um where i was like oh okay well that's what we're doing now okay well now that i, th- I think about it like yeah. that then maybe like that's fine you know, <laughs> right, you know I'm, just, like I, that. I'm just kind of like grumpily grumpily going along with it you know it's like yeah. and, it, and it was yeah. it was I, I enjoyed myself you know but uh but there was a moment where i was like i was like ah oh, okay uh now yeah. that i see where you're going with this i'm you know
1: yeah i had several moments like that so We'll talk about them. Yes. The uh uh, like I'm wondering, that, like, if this is gonna be a like, are they trying to launch a new franchise? Like, will there be a Scoob two th- with the same cast? I
0: kind of halfway expect it, not necessarily to be Scoob two, but to be something else.
1: What if they did one that's called Shaggy? They just did one for each
0: character. See, I don't, I don't even know if I would, I would expect that. I almost ex- <laughs> What do you expect? I, I expect like a Hanna Barbera cinematic universe.
1: <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. Uh that I oh, mean we were never mind, we're about to get the spoilers. Yes. So uh I'm not gonna do that. Yes. Um or go there. Um yeah. So um now I'm just like thinking about that. Uh as far as the music goes, I think it was whatever, you know, I think there was some cool, like licensed music in right. there that I think was was really well placed. Yes. Um you know, right off the bat. It's like, I kinda wanna know. Oh, this is not a this is kind of a spoiler, but not really. I would love to know. How many movies out there start with uh, California Love? Oh, dude. I can think of three off the top of my head right now. I mean,
0: I I would imagine so many. Because like, even even (laughs) in my own life, Chris, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I wake up and I'm like... California love you know you're like (laughs) like, I've
1: I've written a uh, autobiographical film and it starts with California love yeah
0: no 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 matter how how many times like you put that into a movie I guarantee there are at least double that where the director or like the writer like had California love in their head as they were like scripting or writing something (laughs)
1: yeah yeah yeah. um but so the licensed music was cool um and again it was fun like I don't regret it I would watch it again yeah um And uh, so I recommend
0: it. Yes, I recommend it as well, especially if you like, um, you know... Like the like those types of movies, like an animated type of thing. I uh the uh, the thing that I will <laughs> will throw in here, um as far as the uh, music goes, the post credits song very cool oh, as well. Oh yeah, like uh, during yeah, the credits, I guess uh, the, during the credits song like super yeah. cool. I was like, oh my gosh, I agree. Downloading or like putting this on my Apple Music like immediately. So. But is
1: like I can tell like it, it's not from the movie. It's just licensed, right? Uh,
0: I, I don't know. That's a good. Oh, that's a good, good question. Are you, t-
1: are you talking about the Summer Feelings movie?
0: Yes that's the one that's the one that i was talking about. okay
1: cool yeah uh i mean i'm looking at it right now and like it says well it does say hang on i'm trying to look at the artwork it does say from scoob the album which where's that at let me look for that so
0: that would be like the you would assume that's scoob. the Scoob. so it is from the movie yeah i mean why like, is
1: that movie not in the film
0: i think about the uh so i think about the a uh, Kygo song um, in uh, the end of Detective Pikachu or whatever. Like that's kind of what it fe- felt like to me. Oh, uh, that's true. Which is a great song. Oh, that's a great song too. That's Man, one there's of my favorite of, songs. There's out of,
1: of, dude, there's a bunch of music in here that I don't think was in this really movie. Is, is, well, is there's it? a there's a Glantis song. What? There's there's a rehab song. Dude, I love I love there's, I love
0: the, these artists.
1: There's a Sage the Gemini song, Rare American song, Thomas Rhett and. And Kane Brown song featuring Ava Max, what, dude? Dude, I don't think I don't think any of these songs are in this. But movie. they're,
0: but they were inspired by,
1: you know. Apparently, they probably. This is what I think happens with movies, and then I mean, you know, especially like uh, Spider Man Two. You know, started off kind of. Yeah. I think they reach out to all these artists and like, hey, write us a song for this movie. Mm-hmm. They all write songs. Only one of them gets picked for the credits scene. Yeah. And then the rest of them, they all throw into an album. Right, right. <laughs> and
0: like, hey, this is it. The approach that I like I like more was like the Black Panther approach. Like that Black Panther album is killer, and all of those songs are featured in the film too. So like at, like even if it's only for like ten seconds or whatever, like they're in there. Yeah. And so I feel like I you know th- I like the approach more of like hey you're gonna write this music for the song. Then again, a lot of the songs from Black Panther, like the director, like also like was super involved in writing them and and doing I'm them. So st- yeah,
1: I'm still super bummed out. Like that title that uh, that mainly. Uh the the track that was like super I can't even remember the name of it right now. Pray for me, Pray Yes. Pray for me, dude. It could have been such a baller scene if you just cranked that song yeah. and let them fight it out. Yeah, the mix, it the mix wasn't happen. wasn't
0: great. Like, I, no. you get in that room and it's like, oh my gosh, like turn up the music, turn so up the music. Out. Um, and I think that yeah, that 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 one was a little bit of a miss because like you think about, um, uh, oh my gosh, what's the uh, the director does did, did uh, Social Network? Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, David Fincher. Yes, like like he talked about in, in specifically like social network. Like he was like, you know, I wanted to, like to crank the music here and make it hard to yeah. hear this conversation. And it's like that's what it should have been, you know. Yes,
1: oh, one hundred percent. But
0: because it it was a uh, if it was a Marvel movie, <laughs>
1: yeah. they
0: did not go the risky approach.
1: Um. All right. So we said we to go see this movie. Yes. So go uh, see it. I I say we uh, we do the um, well not go see it, John. That's right. Because uh, you can't go anywhere and see it. Speaking of, did you buy it, Chris? I did buy okay, it. Okay, so
0: this one was available was, for purchase. I think that's how they're was, getting it was, around it.
1: It was $20 to rent yeah. and $25 to buy. Right. So I'm like, if I'm spending over $20 anyway, yeah. let's just buy it well, so I can watch it multiple times.
0: Additionally, you get three episodes of the classic television show, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Um ha- where did you buy it? Uh, I bought it on Apple Apple Music or, or not Apple Music, sorry, iTunes. Uh, so like where, wherever minute. it sent me are, on my phone. Where
1: are the where are the where are the how do you access the episodes? In
0: the special features of the actual thing. So it's like oh. basically like the deleted scenes, the commentary, blah 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 and it's like it's in there as like t- 3 25 minute episode like episodes of the television show. So inside Apple Yes, and I also saw ex- them on Xbox. my Xbox as well. Like I uh, on, on in movies anywhere, basically. Uh, I how think did you was in there. How did you get to those episodes? I don't know. That's a, good, that's a solid question, Chris.
1: All right, I'll figure that out later. Yeah.
0: Um, but right. I I also bought it. Worth the worth the money. Like in and you don't yeah. just have to like watch it within 24 hours and then poof, it's gone. Um, I do think that's how they're getting around the whole movie theaters thing, like where they're like, we're just pivoting this today. Like we're gonna release it you know to to video rather than being like this is you know premium video on demand and we'll release it f- to purchase later um, just- i
1: don't think i think it's the same thing dude i don't think the, the movie theaters aren't going to see any, any difference <laughs>
0: they're not going to get the nuance
1: <laughs> nope
0: <laughs> i i kind of agree um, they don't seem like a
1: nuanced bunch to me <laughs>
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, we're gonna spoil this thing, Chris. The spoiler clock is, is uh, like winding down a lot right now, and it's five, a four, a three, a two, a one. Throw out a spoiler.
1: Uh, Scooby is related to an ancient Egyptian dog. <gasps> That's
0: right. The uh, well, I guess it's Alexander the Great's dog. So. Oh,
1: wait, oh wait? No, not e- Egyptian. Yes? No. No. Who is Alexander the Great? Alexander, because they
0: were in uh, they were in Greece. Whenever they, <laughs> the
1: Great. All right, we're looking it up right now. Alexander the Gr- of uh, was a king of, of the ancient Greek kingdom of Macedon.
0: Yes, yeah, so, so he was
1: Greek. Greece. He was he was Greek. Yeah. So not Egyptian. Greek. Greek. I feel ashamed that I don't didn't know who Alexander the Great was.
0: <laughs> I mean, but he was not. A, That was it was so long ago, Chris.
1: They're both from the ancient world. That's
0: right. Let's just say that. That's right.
1: Were they? Hang on, I got to check to make sure. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying things now. I'm just like, yeah. He was born 356 BC. Died 323 BC. He only lived for 30 years. No, 20. (sighs) He succeeded to the throne whenever he was 20. Yeah. And yeah, what is uh, thirty six? His reign was for about eleven years. So yeah, he lived until he was thirty one. That's a that's about a hot bummer, man.
0: Well, I mean, like ba- <laughs> there's all sorts of things that he could have, you know, died by back in the day too. Well, that, you that's know?
1: that's that's very true. I'm sure if I did more digging, I could figure it out. But we're not talking about that's that. That's right. This right
0: isn't now. a podcast about Alexander this. the Great.
1: We should make a podcast where we're just like, hey, uh, what is this? And we just spend the whole time looking up at Wikipedia entries. <laughs> oh,
0: what about this? What are, Just basically make it like the uh, – yeah. you know how you go down the whole the whole uh, rabbit hole, like the black holes of, of Wikipedia yeah. where you just click links through? Where you're like, that makes yeah. me think of this. Come just complete non sequiturs over to yeah. other, other topics. Um, there needs to be
1: a show like that.
0: I think that would be really fun. And it's like you kind of like go, how did we get here? Yeah, you just
1: – and then that's what it's called. It's called How Did We Get How Here? How did
0: we get here? I like it.
1: And by the end of the show, like whatever, we're just like, How did we get here? I don't know. Yeah. How do we? And we then we just pick up where we left off the next week and just see where it takes us.
0: I mean, I'm down with that, Chris. This sounds sounds great to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So let's let's spoil this thing real quick. Yeah. So first of all, um, let's talk about the things like you referenced uh, where where did you feel like oh crap I have to reset my expectations for what this is? It
0: was re- shortly like whenever they got beamed up uh, to mm. the 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 Dino Mutt and uh, Falcon Blue Falcon thing like that was initially yeah. like I had I had suspected that that's where we were going whenever it was robots uh, rather than haunted uh, bowling alley because I was like so on board for the haunted bowling alley Chris oh I was too dude I was super 100%. in for this I was like you know bowling alleys are just creepy anyway they're they're, they're like. They're trapped in a specific time most of the time. Like you know, yeah. even, the, even the new ones. Like even you go to like the new ones down the road, they still yeah. feel trapped in the you know retro time, like
1: sixties and seventies. Yeah.
0: Right. And so like just in that in general feels creepy. And you know, And and so <laughs> can we can we really just go after it? Like do that. Yeah. Um yeah. And then whenever they were robots, I was like, oh, okay, well that's could. That could still be cool, you know. Maybe. Um, and then, whenever they got beamed up onto the blue falcon ship, I was like, okay, this isn't a different a different Hanna Barbera character. That wasn't just an Easter egg in the uh, the beginning of the episode. That was like setting up this plot point right here. Um, and uh, and that was that was whenever I was really at the point where I was like, I'm gonna have to shift my expectations. This is not gonna be the haunted kind of thing that I'm used to from Scooby Doo.
1: Yeah, so yes, let's come back to that um, because I feel the same way. the The point at which I felt like I had to reset my expectations was whenever Simon Cowell showed up. Oh, dude, yeah, that was weird. I, like it just pulled me out of it entirely. Yeah. I'm just like, what in the world? Like I was, I was on board for whatever they were doing, uh, and then like Simon shows up, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, just give it, <laughs> give it this person any other name. And he let him voice it, yeah. like it's just like don't pull, like Scooby Doo and and the gang, them they don't exist in the real world. Like that's the that's the yeah. problem, like with having Simon all of a sudden show up.
0: Yeah, and I realize like there are certain and like, then they
1: reference him multiple times. There have been and other celebrities
0: like on Scooby Doo episodes in the past, like the Harlem Globetrotters and stuff. But like and those were actual. That's different. People, but like don't, yeah, but they Simon Cowell. Those people
1: feel like. Those people feel like they're not real life anyway because they do unreal things. You know what I mean? True. Like, True. they were they're on they're an episode amazing. of Gilligan's Island, for instance. Yeah. You know, like.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and yeah, I mean, and, and uh, just in general, just the Harlem Glo- you're just like, this is the, the, the they're superhumans, you know? They're, yeah, they're actual exactly. live superhumans.
1: So, so, that was one point. Speaking of superhumans, that was another point. And I was just like, what yeah. in the world? Number one, we haven't. I just got over the fact that we're in this real world where Simon Cowell exists, and now all of a sudden we're here we're, in in yeah. a in a world where super hu- uh, humans exist, it, like for real. I'm like, we never established that mm. in the in in the Scooby Doo canon. Like, it's always their whole thing is always there's no such thing as all this stuff. It's just some guy in a mask or with a suit or right. with this thingy. This is not real, right? And now all of a sudden it is.
0: Yeah, and that's the, like that's the part of it like that I had to really shift my because I was like because at that point whenever we're on the blue Falcon ship and then the bad guy is uh, is is literally like another Hanna Barbera character, um, almost like a la Loki is for for the Avengers in that way where you're like okay like this is this is like multiple Hanna Barbera characters that are coming together to to take down this other villain Hanna Barbera villain uh, Dick Dastardly. Right. Um, and Muttley or whatever, and that right. felt just in general felt very non Scooby Doo to me. It, it, this this right. could have been easily like rather than being a Scoob movie, could have been the Hanna Barbera Avengers movie or whatever, uh, and that would have right. would have played better for what my expectations were going in.
1: And here's the thing: I didn't. So the, the third place where that happened, and then after that, I was just like, I don't even know what this movie is anymore. Right? Uh, like I. I didn't even figure out that that was happening until I saw Muttley. Yeah. And then I was like, crap, I know who all these characters are. Yeah. And I was like, this is why they're in this movie. And then I'm like, and this is, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It was just this big like domino realization of like, oh, Man, that's what they're doing. Gross. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess that's what this is. So I'll go along with it. Right. Um.
0: And that's where I was at. Like, I had to basically reset my expectation and be like, okay, we're not going to deal with ghosts. Okay, it's fine. Oh, we're yeah. going to do the Hanna Barbera like team up thing. Okay, that's fine. Um. You know, like, it's it's always a disappointment. Like, it's always like a, a, yeah. a different knock like down as far as like my my totally. my my expectation of fun goes. Because
1: I thought it started like really really oh, dude, like I thought the start of this
0: movie was great. Whenever Scooby like, and Shaggy met like literally i was like i was like kind of choked up you know i'm I'm just like this is like this is sweet and this is like their best friends this is amazing and whenever they met the rest of the gang like i could have like watched a whole movie of them as kids oh man dude that would be so great that would be amazing yeah
1: i would have loved that um and and the the disappointing part for me like i was even okay i'm okay that they you know fast forwarded to them being adults yeah
0: and had the whole Uh, like montage sequence of them running by i thought that was cool yeah
1: The two pieces about this story in terms of it being a Scooby-Doo story that um, I disliked the most was, uh, A, um, they didn't, like, once we hit them as adults, we very quickly got to the point where they weren't together anymore, and it wasn't (laughs) until I looked at the time code, it was one hour and eleven minutes into this movie, before the the whole entire gang was actually back together and solving some kind of
0: puzzle. And in an hour mystery. and a half long movie, like they, you only have twenty minutes or fifteen minutes or so with credits or whatever left to, yeah. to 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 be together. And that was something I I also was bummed about. Like a lot of times, like in the in the cartoon, like you'd have them split off uh, into into like groups of people where it's like oh you have shagging Scoob over here running around from the ghost and the ghost is trying to scare them and then you have velma and uh, and and uh, daphne over here doing this thing and fred's over here and the and so like that happens i don't mind that but like they're but, like, all like, in the same like general area and they're all experiencing solving the same similar, problem similar problems yeah yes whereas um and it, now yes. it felt like like let's separate them and keep them apart like even though like they're the gang is is the character. Like that's the reason to watch this, the the show was like how yeah. is the gang going to going to solve it this time or how are they going to what kind of hijinks are they going to get into now um where they didn't get into very many hijinks because they were so separated the whole time.
1: Yeah, and and, and that's the thing like then they kind of reference it at the end where they say like oh, Scooby and Shaggy you're so smart. And like but like I don't I don't want them to be smart like that's the part point of and they kind of referenced it early on where they're like you know Frank's the tank and Velma's the smart one and it's just like okay that's those are the roles that they play those are the uh the um the characters, that's thats what they do. Mm-hmm. But, like, half the time, you have them not doing that. Yeah. And, like, and it's one thing to do it and just have them not doing it, but they call it out, but then they, they call it out and then don't do it. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to see this team work together. Like, that's the strength of the team mm-hmm. is that they all bring something different to the team and that's how they get things solved and get things done. Right. You know, Scooby, Scooby and Shaggy don't need to be smart because Velma is smart. Not saying they're stupid, right. but, like, just saying, like, they're, you know, not... Uh, geniuses like she well, is, the, and so I and, don't expect them to be.
0: And they're there to like to to cause some of the the mayhem, and to like they talk yeah. about being to be the heart, you know, where it's not, be, they don't they don't yeah, have be, to problem solve as much because like they are the heart of this thing, and it's like the and
1: be the humor, right? You know, like and yeah.
0: and the fact that like yeah, agreed. Like where they they separated them, and then basically had Scooby and Shaggy had to. Essentially, be all of them, be be the whole team. Um, you know, by the end of the movie, like they had to, they had to. It's, it became a situation where it's not like, why does the team need Scooby and Shaggy? It became like, why does Scooby and Shaggy need the rest of the team? Um, so it's just a, it's, yeah. it's a fascinating like turn on its head, and I, I don't necessarily know why they would do that. You know, why why it's a why that was necessary. So,
1: well, and there were also some weird things in this movie where it's like it felt like. It it does feel like they're trying to set up some kind of like you know franchise here, but and it's like they were sh- it's almost like they were shedding old trying to like create this new version of the Scooby Doo gang and shed old kind of stereotypes. But I'm like, but for who? Like no one thinks that the Scooby Doo formula is worn out. And so like this is where I kind of want to like you know go into. I want them solving a a mystery yeah. a spooky mystery right. it could be like this, it could you could even have the same villain uh but the fact that it's like a spooky mystery mm-hmm. that's what makes Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo
0: Yeah totally we had the Scooby-Doo gang uh in a superhero movie
1: Uh um, Yeah 100% and This was not a Scooby-Doo movie
0: It, it didn't it, yeah it was in a Scooby-Doo situation at the end like you have this giant ship floating above the uh the, you know Athens and it's yeah. like what Wow! How is this Scooby-Doo? Um, you know, and and most of the time, like you know, you think about Scooby-Doo is like it takes place in in generally one or two locations, and then you, know, you solve a mystery, unmask the villain. It's a it's a real person, but it's like it's been spooky the whole time and go from there like it it seems like this over overreached in order to include a lot of these other franchises and that's the part of it that I was like curious about where I was like are is, Are they trying to start like a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe which I if, mean it
1: seems like it yeah if that's
0: the case like this should have been like the second movie or the third or movie the third even, you know where you, you go ahead and do like a normal Scooby-Doo kind of a thing whenever even like have a kids movie like where they're kids and then have like an adult one and then then have this movie with a team up with a uh, Blue Falcon and stuff and, yeah. and you can call it something like that where it's like scooby-doo and blue falcon or something like that so it just seems like this is a bit of a a a miss on the scooby-doo front but a win on the Hanna Barbera front which going in my expectations were not set for that so
1: no they weren't like and and they that that may be a large part of the problem of like hey just like tease us for what it is don't tease us and don't call it scoob (laughs) you know like it seems like they were like hey we really want to get this these characters to a point where we could launch their own franchise What's the best vehicle for that? Oh, everyone loves Scooby Doo. Yeah, let's put it in a Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, and uh, like I just think there are better ways to do. Again, keep it Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. and just have these other characters in it, and then you yep. can spin it off. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, have them like you know appear some at some point or like whatever in the back backdrop, um, almost like a uh, like a Nick Fury or something like that. Like have right. that type of a, a tease, and this is but a, even like. This is the Even problem with all m- companies doing a shoehorned cinematic universe almost where? And honestly, like, let's think about this. WB specifically, WB doing shoehorned cinematic oh, universes. Yeah. Um,
1: so we were talking about that earlier this episode. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah. Honestly, like my least favorite part and least favorite characters in this entire movie were Blue Falcon and I can't remember the dog's Muttley, name. Yeah. Well, well, no. No, not Muttley. Sorry, no, that's not uh, Muttley. Uh, that's,
0: what is, what's, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. I'll, f- I'll find it.
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, Dino Mutt. Um, <laughs> yes, Dino Mutt. Mainly because, like, they felt the most off brand. Yeah. And, no, it's not a knock against Mark Wahlberg, but man, Mark Wahlberg, it just felt like Mark Wahlberg, you know? Yeah. Like And I spent half the, first I spent half the movie being like, who is that? And then Dee Dee finally said, "That's Mark Wahlberg," and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Mark." And then all I, I could hear is Mark Wahlberg mm, from that mm-hmm. point on. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like it, because it's such a cool looking movie, has some great songs, great actors. Uh, it's it, it the vibe is really it's still really fun. Yeah. But it just like was not the Scooby Doo experience. That I want as a lifetime fan of Scooby Doo.
0: Agreed. I mean, and the thing like I loved about it was like whenever they were together and they were like joking with each other and like interacting like yeah. with each other. And it's and you know you you talked about like you know that breaking apart some of the stereotypes and it's like I I totally am fine like breaking apart some of the stereotypes uh, within like especially like their. Um, their character's like, oh, you know, the Velma doesn't have to lose her glasses. Like, come on, you know. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's, I'm,
1: not, I'm not saying that. That's not, not a thing that. that we need to
0: see. But it's like, but at the same time, like, whenever they were all together and they were interacting with each other and they were within the, 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 same space and occupying those same roles that they would that you would traditionally put them in like that was amazing that was magic that was great of course they were yes. in a situation that was completely un-scooby-doo like and that felt yeah. weird but those interactions were like whenever whenever she's throwing the scooby snack and scooby like literally just takes it out of her hand she's like scoop you know that was hilarious and amazing but yeah. in general um yeah i was just i was just disappointed with the way they took the story so well and i
1: like in the, you know whenever, whenever i say like you know i they were trying to. They were. It seems like they were trying to break stereotypes. I just mean, like, like for instance, the first time they take down that first, you know, even as kids, they take down that first guy, mm. and he says, "I would have done it too if it wasn't for these meddling." They don't even let him say, "Kids." Yeah. You know, and just like, why? Why? Just like, just let him say the line. We all want him to say the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just let him mm. say the line. This is apparently the first case we're seeing, the first case they ever solve yeah. as the gang, and you're not even letting the villain say the right line. Yeah. yeah. Like that's stupid. <laughs> Like, and that's a serious, that's a, that's a, yeah, it's just like a, as a as a, a trope of the Scooby Doo genre mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it franchise yeah. that, like, no one is tired of mm-hmm. Like just let them say it
0: Yeah I mean, That makes sense like, And, and it's, uh, it's that whole like Oh we want to take your expectation And then like turn it on its head It's like well Kids who are watching this today Don't have any of those expectations Exactly and So like so, who is this for? Yeah it's, if, this is, if this is specifically for people Who were bored of the Scooby-Doo franchise From before Like yeah okay Yeah I can see that this being for that person But just to generalize Someone who like loves Scooby-Doo It's, it's not necessarily for, for me In those instances right. Right. So. and I go and I
1: go back to it's like, well, if you're tired of Scooby Doo, then don't watch Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yeah. you know, like it's like SpongeBob. Like I, I know, like if I was tired of SpongeBob, I would not watch SpongeBob. You know, <laughs> true. And I and I don't want them trying to change SpongeBob just because I, for some reason, don't. You know, I'm tired of Spongebob. Right,
0: right, right. I don't know, dude. It's yeah. just super weird. Yeah. And like you said, like there's there's big things that I, I enjoyed about it. I enjoyed a lot, you know, some of the moment to moment stuff, but just that global thing of like having to change my expectations along the way. And then, you know, the fact that it's not it wasn't the Scooby Doo um didn't have a lot of the Scooby Doo elements that, that make Scooby Doo Scooby Doo. And uh, yeah. so it's just it was a different movie than I was expecting, Chris. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I do hope they make another one, though, because I, I, I <sighs> you know, a, a traditional one, like where it's like, oh, let's get back to the roots or whatever. Yeah, like um,
1: I, what I want them to do, yes, I want them to make, I don't want them to make another one of these. No. I, I want them to make, let's split all these characters apart and let them have their own movies. I will watch that. Yeah. Um. If they make another one that is with all these different franchises smushed together mm-hmm. again, I don't know that I'm going to be super pumped about it.
0: Right, right. Well, I also think there's a lot of people who, who know Scooby-Doo, but don't know any of these other franchises, you know, it's like, right. And some of them like, had crossovers back in the day, like Dinomutt and, uh, and Blue Falcon were on Scooby-Doo back in the day, uh, back in the sh- a couple of episodes of the show.
1: But in, Yeah. In the middle of a show that yeah. makes, that's okay. And it's, but know? it like,
0: but it also felt like natural for them to be there. You weren't, you weren't, this was essentially the opposite of that, where it was, this was the, the Scooby and the gang being in a, uh, uh, Blue Falcon situation. So
1: yeah. In a reboot.
0: Right. Yeah, in a reboot, yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, you ready to rate this I thing?
0: I am ready to rate this
1: thing. What do you rate it, Chris? Dude, I'm going to give it a 6.5.
0: Yeah. That's about where I would put it, too. I would put it about, you know, 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 6.5. We agree, Chris. Sweet. <laughs> um, hey,
1: before we go, I want to give a shout-out to FaceTime because we've been using Zoom with whenever we have a third person on. That's right. And the, the lag is just awful to deal with
0: yeah definitely like there are times whenever I have to listen to like I try to mark them but like there's certain elements where I'm like I know I talked over someone there I need to figure out what happened there and I'll have to like go back and edit but FaceTime is is generally great so
1: oh yeah this is great Um, so use it for all your podcast endeavors if you have two people Uh, next week what do we have plans? Maybe we could review, uh, if we can finish Streets of Rage 4, we could review Streets, Ooh, of, Ra- Streets of Rage 4.
0: That could be really fun. I'm, I'm down with that, yeah. Chris. I also right. uh, have been just like, I, I've, I've been looking at my eyeball in my backlog, uh, and uh, I definitely need to finish up some uh, some games, and I can maybe talk about them at that point, like Breath of the Wild. I'm even thinking about Red Dead Redemption mm. 2, Chris.
1: Oh, man, yeah. For sure, me too. Um, but yeah, Always.
0: <laughs> everyone's thinking about it. It's on Game yeah, Pass yeah. now.
1: I know that's what's crazy. Um, so it would be appropriate to uh, re- to finish and review it. Yeah. The other thing I never reviewed that I still haven't finished is Ori. I don't know. I don't like it. I'm just going to give a quick. I'll finish it, um, but I don't think I like it as much as the first one, and that's why I have not gone back
0: to it. Interesting. Interesting. I actually. I think. I think I like it more than the first one um, in mm. certain areas, but the story. I don't know if I like that as much as the first one. So.
1: Yeah, I think it's like. I think it's like. Uh, and the like, the the story definitely doesn't keep me as engaged, mm-hmm. and like the layout and what I'm doing doesn't keep me as hmm. as engaged. Um, it doesn't. It's not the. There's not as clear of a path. Definitely not as do. clear of a
0: path. And, and uh, I definitely, like, definitely, I, I feel like that one is uh, is one that I like the, the the combat, like I love the the systems within totally. it, like the moment to moment. But like yeah. if you like zoom out into the the overall look at it, it definitely is a little bit more um, obtuse as far as yeah. like you know, like so like the map and the story and that sort of thing. than that then the first one, as well as uh, honestly, a lot of other games in that genre, the Metroidvania genre. So
1: yeah so anyway maybe we'll get back, back to that at some point that'd be good yeah um i don't know if like if any other movies hey uh although i want to uh let's talk about hang on hang on hang on uh so this is interesting mm-hmm. i need to have to maybe we can look this up real quick jeff Keeley just uh two hour two hours ago tweeted just announced during the tenant trailer premiere which i didn't know was happening christopher nolan is bringing one of his iconic films to fortnite This summer, for a full length free screening for fans. What?
0: Like in In the game?
1: Yeah. That's cool. I know. Hang on. I want to figure out what this is.
0: I mean, you know,
1: it seems super cool.
0: Christopher Nolan is is, is super into uh, theaters. Like, he's he's all about the theater. So, like, but if he's like, well, I can't have regular theaters, I'm going to have a digital theater.
1: Um, All right. Let's see here. Oh, wait. The. Tenant trailer debuted in Fortnite. How did I not know this was happening?
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question, Chris.
1: Okay, so here's a a Fortnite screening trailer. This is from um, Games Radar by Jordan Gerblick today. um, A new trailer for Christopher Nolan's Tenant premiered in Fortnite, and later this summer, an entire movie from the Dark Knight director will play on the big screen. Which movie? Which movie? Which movie? uh oh no that doesn't say uh there's little indication as to which of nolan's films will be shown on the big screen in Fortnite, though the word iconic does imply it'll be one of the filmmakers more influential works the dark knight is probably the most obvious choice but it could also be inception memento or possibly even interstellar how but what was memento rated
0: that's what i was about to say like we're gonna have to like figure out like the ratings on this because Memento feels a little bit more Hang more on. mature than something like, um, uh, oh my goodness, what's the uh, the Prestige? Like I feel like the Prestige or potentially Inception, but Inception also has a lot of like killing and that sort of thing. Um,
1: yeah, I think Inception is PG-13 for sure. I'm trying to see if Memento was rated R. I feel like it could be. Where's the man, dude? Uh IMDB, they change their layout sometimes mm. and it's just frustrating as all get out to get around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I I don't know where the Oh there it is. Yeah, Memento is rated R not gonna be a memento. No. What what is the prestige? I think the prestige is, PG? is PG
0: thirteen. I mean it could be prestige. PG too. I mean, 'cause like there isn't much violence in there. There's some like more mature PG, themes PG like,
1: thirteen. Batman begins is PG thirteen, I'm sure. Yeah. He punches a lot, about... a lot of people in that. <laughs> What other movies? Let me look here. Let me just search for. I feel like it's got to be something Nolan. that's PG
0: thirteen. Like it's it's. But I think it,
1: that seems like too high of a rating. I agree. For Fortnite. I agree. Um, but then again, okay, it might so be in director, their terms of service
0: where you're supposed to be thirteen if you're going to play Fortnite. You know, and everyone just agrees to them.
1: It's PG thirteen. Dunkirk is PG thirteen. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises PG thirteen. Inception PG thirteen. So, nothing uh, in,
0: is lower than PG 13.
1: Well, I'm going further back. Yeah, I mean, no, no.
0: And if it's, it's one at of the more 13. influential ones, it, you would assume either Inception or uh, Dark Knight uh, or, not, or Batman Begins or something like one of the Batman movies.
1: Yeah, if I was going to pick a movie that would most interest the Fortnite audience, it's probably one of the Batman movies. Yeah, I would
0: think that probably Batman Begins is probably the, the most likely candidate because um, it's not a sequel it's not Dark Knight because the Dark Knight is well, super dark Chris
1: yeah and it's it's older so it's like uh, it's probably like not on streaming services or like on HBO or something like right, that there's right, probably right. no like TV deal for it right now yeah that's crazy man that's cool that's really cool I, dude, I, I dig that dude I hope more people do this I want to go watch this new uh, Tenant trailer now
0: yeah yeah me too we'll talk
1: about that next week yeah definitely, definitely. we'll tease it everyone go watch it we'll talk about it that's right you can find us online at com on social at ChrisWright250 and
0: John Wright 777
1: And at Stay In Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.